Making episodes of the podcast means that I get to move around a lot. So I always dress for comfort and I'm in sneakers 99% of the time. Now, if there's one thing that can ruin my day, it's walking around in a dirty pair of sneakers, which is why the Schwipe sneaker cleaner is a lifesaver for me. It literally only takes a few minutes to clean a pair and it's eco-friendly so it doesn't ruin the fabric of my shoes. Now, the good people at Stripe are giving the Made Here podcast listeners 10% off their purchases when they use the code MADE during checkout on the website. That's M-A-D-E and the website is Stripe.com. That's S-H-W-Y-P-E.com. Go get it. It's been a good and bad thing. I guess exclusion in the sense of, oh, I don't feel like I belong, but excluded in the sense of I am a unique person. So mm-hmm. I've like struggled with that. So when people like my art and everything, I was like, okay, how does everybody get a piece of this? Hello everyone and welcome to season 2 of the Made Here podcast. My name is Kelo and for the maiden episode of the new season, we've got a super special guest for you. Mode Adereoku had always communicated through her art for as long as she can remember and grew as an artist with the support and nurture from her parents, especially her mom who would file away and preserve art that Mode created as a kid. Her parents also played a role in her choice of what to study in university, but not in the way that you'd imagine. Her dad was a banker and not just any banker, but the co-founder of Guarantee Trust Bank, one of Nigeria's largest banks, and her mom was a lawyer. So Mode made up her mind not to have anything to do with either banking and finance or law. Now, art and computers came naturally to her, so she decided to combine them and study animation, and that's when her journey truly begins. In this episode, we get a very rare behind-the-scenes glimpse into Mode's story, her thoughts on ownership, mental health, people's perception of artists in Nigeria, monetizing art and a whole lot more so as usual without further ado let's get into it i don't really remember but i was just a creative child let's say five six or something like i don't have like a definite oh when i was three i knew this 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 like um Mm. i just was definitely a creative child like that's how i could communicate just recently a few like years ago or something my mom was like talking to um channels about me and stuff and she said um that like when i was trying to get into primary school they would you know these people would interview you you know to see if you're okay for their school and stuff and i didn't say anything but when they asked me to draw something or you know i would draw and stuff like that because like i guess like i've always been somebody that i didn't i wasn't much of a talker i would be more of like creating things i felt like that is the way that i can communicate better um i guess i was shy and things so i would Mm. create and be in my own world in that way so ever since i was a kid i would like draw right especially and draw yeah so that's the long story Mm. okay Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. Your your dad was a patron of the arts, like he was very well known patron of the arts. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. that in any way, um, encouraged you to also create art? Um. Definitely. I think so. Like in the sense of, 
my dad didn't say I shouldn't do my art or anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. It was they. He, he was very encouraging. Like he would type up my stories. Like even my mom as well. Do you know what I'm like I wouldn't just say my dad as if my dad mm. was more of an inspiration later in my life. I could see his significance in the arts when I was older. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? But as in yeah. as a child, they would just like let me you know create things or write stories or whatever like my my dad was more became more aware of my creativity later yes it did influence my art but i don't know that influence it at the beginning but in the sense okay. of but in the sense of they were encouraging do you know what i'm saying okay. they would say oh yeah. yeah like do you know like uh, stuff like my mom is the one that kept all my drawings all oh, my wow. writings and stuff she's old, like so I still have old stuff of me writing and stuff of my works and things like that. So that's why I say like my mom, like in the beginning, do you know what I'm saying? But in terms of inspiration or, you know, we're talking, if we're talking like intellectually and stuff like that, or, you know, arts and things later in my life was my dad. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. my mom was the one there, you know, as a, a child and stuff that would, yeah. you know, print my work or do stuff, do you know what I'm saying? Keep my work yeah. and be encouraging. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um let's let's get into your education a little bit. So okay. um so you go into I assume you go into the primary school um where you know yeah, you talk about being tested. Okay. Okay. So from then on um you went to um school in Togo, right? Okay, so I went to San Sebastian Supermeter for a few years. Mm-hmm. Then I went to San Sebastian Okay. Uh, and because we moved closer there, so um, we moved there. And then I went to Togo, yes, for boarding school, like um, British School of Lome. So then, then, you know, you do your A-levels, I assume, right? Um, um, I did my A-levels in England. Okay. I did, I did GCSE, secondary school in um, Togo. It was a British okay. school in Luma. And then I did um, A-level. I did IB, which is equivalent to A-levels, but harder. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's more intense. You you pick more. You have to, you have to, instead of four or three subjects in A-levels, you do six subjects. Okay. Um, and you have to also do, like, stuff, extra things, like extended essay, you know, and... Um, this thing called cars and yeah yeah it was just more intense which i'm very grateful mm. for because it made it so it made my work ethic a lot better okay and stuff and then i went to university in america okay. in San Francisco, and okay. then i came back home <laughs> okay yeah. so um yeah. so what what did you study in uni um i studied animation yeah okay. random <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. like, uh, why why animation? What was the plan? You know, to work for an animation studio or like start like a studio of your own, or you were just interested in animation? What's the okay? What's the so as a, I I was I'll start with as a catch kid, like mm. I would what the things I would draw were like cartoons and stuff. Mm. Like so, I remember at a point when I started to understand how they make like cartoons, I was like. I am not drawing this thing multiple times to make this thing yeah. move or something. So I was just like, yeah, that's not going to happen, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and then I remember, like, struggling with, oh, what I'm going to study when it was, eight, like, I was at IB. And then mm-hmm. I think I watched um, one of these Pixar films. I don't remember which one. 
and I was like, oh, it's really nice and stuff like that. And then I then discovered that, oh, like, you don't have to be like this amazing, like, uh, drawing person and stuff. You can actually use the computer to make mm. animation. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm good with computers. I can do this. And I like art as well. And I do art as well. So I can combine those things. And so that's what got me into trying to do animation and stuff. So, like, the pla- pla- it was just, like, more off-handed. Like, maybe because I didn't have, like, what I wanted to do with my life. Do you get what I'm saying? At the same time, mm-hmm. like, and the things I had, like, in my IB, in my IB, like, subject, I had IT, and I also had arts. Do you know what okay. I'm saying? Those two together formed animation. Also, I feel like... It's funny, you're just making me really like think about this now, reflect on it. I don't think I've ever really reflected on this, you know, mm. reasoning and stuff. But I also think it was also a trying not to be my father and be my mother. Mm. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like my father was a banker, you know, kind of thing. I didn't want to mm. be, go through any business, whatever. And then my mom, a lawyer, I didn't want to go through any lawyer thing either. So I kept on just trying to figure out like what I could do. Do you, do you get what I'm saying that? Mm. Um, and then I thought, oh, animation, especially like animation being like film and like you can see, feel like, oh, you're making money as well. Like, you know, mm. somebody can understand film or, you know, kind of thing. So I guess all those things, but I think it's like, how old was I, 17? Like, mm. what do I really know? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. 17, 18, like, what do I really know of what I should be? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. everyone's basically exploring at that point. Yeah, exactly, exploring at, at that point. Yeah, at that age and stuff like that. But I definitely, I guess I wanted something creative, like, definitely because I am a creative person. But, like, oh, what could I do with that? And I, yeah. So I guess mm. short answer was, I didn't really know what I was doing, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and, okay. and I wanted to just, yeah. Okay, so you um, talked about your dad being a banker, not just yeah. any banker, but like yeah. a renowned banker mm-hmm. and your mom also being a lawyer. So like yeah. um, they were both basically academics, right? So um, mm-hmm. was there any kind of, uh, did they look at you in a certain way or, you know, was there any mm-hmm. sort of resistance when you told them you, you were looking to study animation? Okay. Um, no, short answer because okay. Um, two things is that my mom is also like she's also very good at sewing and she's um, creative in that aspect. So she's a creative person as okay. well. And also my dad. Um, the thing about my dad that as in like both parents are very passionate about is that my dad is a very open-minded person. Like was mm. a very open-minded person and stuff and. And I would say an intellectual. So he mm-hmm. saw things very practically and making sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. He always tried to understand why people do certain things. Do you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. just do it. So yeah. basically, I was the one that was nervous to go to do animation. Because I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And my dad was like, do you like it? I was like, yeah, eh, then do it. Because he understood that the degree doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. understand? Like, um, yeah. you know, a lot of, I guess, 
Nigerian parents or whatever don't understand that the degree doesn't matter, like at the end of everything, like it's just, oh, go and study something. Do you know what I'm saying? Just show that you've completed a bachelor's degree. That's what they just want you to see, to know mm. and stuff like that. And then, you know, because at the end, it's your mind, is the capability of what you can do with your mind that, you know, yeah, I think, and also he's open-minded to the. He he may not have understood it, but he then I guess did a little research on it and said understood that oh, animation is getting more and more popular yes. and stuff, and you can actually make money from it and stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. he also saw that because people asked him, so I was like, ah, why is she studying animation? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever <laughs> I even asked, told people, oh, am I studying? They'll be like, ah, what did your parents say? I was like, they were encouraging and stuff. So um, that's, yeah. So I was actually quite like lucky that um, I didn't have, because the things that I was even like questioning it. So I wouldn't have probably done it if my parents were like, no. Yeah, I'm saying don't, mm-hmm. don't do it and stuff. Because yeah. like I myself wasn't confident. I was like, oh, that's my passion and yeah. stuff like that. I was just going through the things and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So um so uh so you, you go you go to study animation at the Academy of Arts University, right? In San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And um I, I read somewhere like while I was doing my research that um it was while you were in San Francisco that you started creating art again, right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually correct. Like in yeah, yeah. The thing is that I have to go back a little bit because like I think what people don't really know about me, right, mm. is that I am a writer first. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I try to kind of hide behind the art and things. So when we talk about, oh, creating, like, oh, painting and stuff like that, like, there was always writing behind that. But mm. it's just that I've been maybe feeling like, oh, I don't feel like, you know, maybe I'm not good enough or whatever like that. And I've not like expressed that the more, like shown that to the public more. Do you get what I'm saying? Than mm-hmm. my, my, I think like art is more the flashy person. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Writing mm-hmm. is more like not as flashy. So the art gets more attention and things mm-hmm. like that. So why I didn't want to like answer that question like straightforward is because throughout my life, I have been writing right on and off yeah. i've been creating but on and off but it was um because i said animation that i had to be better in drawing do you know what mm. i'm saying because i now yeah. used i now like was formally trained to draw mm. and stuff like that yeah. but behind that i would create like write as well bits and pieces and stuff so as i was studying animation yeah like i wanted an outlet from the animation i guess <laughs> And San Francisco is a very artistic place. Like, you're walking down the street, you're seeing a bunch of arts and stuff, art galleries and mm. things. And so I started, like, painting on the side okay. and things. And I guess people noticed me. I did some exhibition one day at the Union Square. And people really, like, liked it and everything. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, people like my, <laughs> you know art yeah. and stuff like i never really considered being an artist to today i feel weird calling myself an artist i guess we'll mm. get to that point but um <laughs> so yeah i discovered 
that I had like a skill that was like, you know, that I could do. Mm. And it was because I, because I had been really training on the animation. In the animation, you still have to know how to draw very well, like mm. decently and stuff. So with that, I was now able to um, explore painting. Yeah. Okay, so um, so after art school, mm -hmm. um, what next? Did you like try to get a job, or did you uh, come back to Nigeria? I kind of tried to get a job. I wouldn't say that I I did it full heartedly because like I didn't really believe in myself as mm. an animator for like six months. I volunteered at a cartoon art museum, just doing okay. like admin things and you know even creating posters for them and stuff mm. like um and with that while that i was now that was when i started creating like my comics and okay. stuff yeah so that's the beginning of when i started doing that um and things but yeah that's all i did and then i came back home like because my dad was ill that was when okay. my dad started um, getting really sick and stuff it was a pivotal point in my life as well it really helped me like reflect more and stuff but yeah, so I got, you know, and then I came back home and I've been home ever since. So, okay, so you moved back to Lagos, right? Mm, um, yeah. You just mentioned that your dad was ill. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm guessing you got to spend like a lot of time with him before. Uh, not really. Like he was already, like he had, he had a stroke. So like he was just recovering, but he wasn't really recovering. And then that's when he like really like went down and, you know, passed away and stuff so um it wasn't i was just happy that i got to see him before like you know because i hadn't seen him in like two years mm. so like i was happy that i could at least have seen him like and we've seen each other and you know before he you know left you know how i guess people say like you know people that just came back to nigeria like nyc is like a initiation or whatever to yeah Davis. like a wake-up yeah. call <laughs> yeah exactly it was a very big wake-up call for me especially yeah. the fact that my dad had passed and then like mm. i had to deal with nyc um i had to deal with it for like two years and stuff because they kept on posting me into random places like and stuff so mm. i had to like deal with that and things and then there was this person that was like kind of picking on me because oh, really? of yeah, because apparently because of who I was or something, I didn't know. Oh, someone that. within the NYSC system. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I didn't oh. even know that was what was going on and stuff. Like, mm. I kept wondering what's going on, you know, kind of thing. And then, like, mm. well, I, you know, get over it. And with that frustration of things going on, that's where I started, cre like, creating my work. Mm. Like, it was like an escape from all that NYSC, all that, like, Oh, my dad passing or whatever things like mm. I was just um, trying to escape and it actually landed into something nice. Yeah. Okay, so um, so there's this um, there's this uh, style you have, you know, um, that's very evident when you know when you made your um, phone cases and the skins. I don't know how mm. to describe it, but it has a lot mm. to do with, like, it looks like watercolor, mm. um, you know. So was this when you developed that style or did you already have that style before you came to Nigeria? I, I would say um, when I was in San Francisco, I kind of developed a little bit of that style. Mm. Like, so to say, like, I developed a style is difficult for me because, like, mm. 
I I wasn't somebody that copied things, like copied people, like do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm somebody that naturally just does what she likes. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I yeah. love I love inspiration. I'm very inspired by things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like I never think of, oh, I'm developing my style, do you know what I'm saying? Or developing mm-hmm. I'm just like, who is Mode and what is Mode trying to like create? You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I'm I, I don't know if I'm somebody that so when you say, oh, is that when you develop yourself? I was like, oh, I'm already, like, that's who I am. Like, it's not something that, oh, they got to a point that they developed my style. And that's something, you know, you're not actually making me reflect on this. This is something I've struggled with hmm. quite a bit because, like, I remember even in the art school, there was this teacher particularly that didn't like the way I drew because it was hmm. too rough. You know, hmm. if you see my sketches and stuff, it's too rough. It can be hmm. considered too rough. But there were some teachers that really liked it because it was unique. Do you know what I'm saying? And stuff. So I've always had that kind of style anyways. Like, it's hard for me to be something else and try Uh to, you know, do something else. That is who I am and stuff. So um, developing a style wasn't like, it was just second nature, I would say. Uh It's just that I would just be drawing in that way what I like and everything. Uh I don't know if I made that much sense. Yeah. yeah. So basically, okay. so basically, um, if I get you mm. correctly, like mm. it's it's been an evolution. It wasn't just like a one-time thing, like you know. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's gradually evolved from. Yeah, um, something that just like, like for me, I can, like in terms of you know drawing, I draw really like uh like I said, rough sketching. Mm. You know, like I don't, I'm not clean lines. I like you can see pencil work in my lines and stuff. I like. Mm layering you know those kind of things so like yeah it's it's just something that exactly just evolutionary yeah. and um i don't think there was a point that it's like oh this is my style and i'm doing it and everything like um mm-hmm. i just continue trying new things and you know developing stuff that i like okay so everything going on in your life at that time yeah. like with your mm-hmm. dad passing mm-hmm. the stress with nyse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of leads you to pour everything into creating your art, right? Yeah. yeah. And so was that when Studio of Mode was created? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm like, I'm trying to think of other things to say. Like so one of my things was like I think what's made Studio of Mode is the cases than my art. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess I can explain why I started doing cases. I wanted mm. to do cases because I wanted something unique for people to have with them, like to make them feel special, mm. you know, and things like, because again, growing up, like I've always felt odd mm. and kind of excluded from the rest. And it's been a good and bad thing, I guess, exclusion in the sense of, oh, I don't feel like I belong, but excluded in the sense of I am a unique person. So mm. I've like struggled with that. So um, when I people like my art and everything, I was like, okay, how does everybody get a piece of this? You know, like at least some people get a piece of it. And it's through cases and things that I started having that idea of people can have a piece of my art with them as they go, mm. something that connects with them. Like, so a phone, you take it a lot with you all the, all the time. Yeah. So that can it's be... the whole day. It can be with you the whole day you know, mm. be part of your life kind of thing. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a good thing you mentioned that because I was going to ask, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. What led to uh, you creating the phone cases, the skins? Because mm-hmm. when I saw, you know, those items, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What I saw was someone who, um, a young artist, a young mm-hmm. Nigerian artist who had been able to monetize her mm-hmm. art, right? Which mm-hmm. is something a lot of young artists struggle with because, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, the typical the typical trajectory is um you you know create art go through the gallery system yeah, and yeah. hopefully yeah so um mm. so i find it, i found it very refreshing that um yeah. you know in my head i felt like okay you had been able to unlock like mm-hmm. a new level so w- was this deliberate were you looking for ways to monetize your art or you know was it something else how did you come up with the idea to create like skins and mm-hmm. and phone cases and retail mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. I feel like there are different answers to that question. Okay. Which I guess I have to reflect on a lot, but I can just give you like numerous things that I was thinking in my head and what yeah. happened or whatever. First of all, okay. like I, I remember having an iPhone, no, not an iPhone, a Samsung, the small Samsung before that, the iPhone, the rib of the iPhone and stuff like that. And yeah. I remember being like, if I'm going to get an iPhone, I want it to be unique. You know, like, I don't want to, like, have the same phone as everybody else. So I was looking for things that would make it unique. And that's where I discovered, like, skins. You know, skins for iPad, for phones. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Do you know what I'm saying? And stuff. So I even bought one, but it was some other artists. Do you know what I'm saying? And things mm-hmm. of their art. And I liked it a lot and things. So when I was now in Nigeria... That was in America. But when I came to Nigeria now and I started creating my art and stuff, I guess I thought about that idea as well of putting my art on cases and things. Mm. But also, like, I'm, I think also growing up as an odd person and growing up feeling excluded and stuff, I really struggle with the idea of art being elitist. As in, I am uncomfortable with the fact that People believe that art is only understood by, or you know, can be reached by you know the upper yeah. class or you know elites yeah. or you know it has to be the special you know, or the person that can only own this art has yeah. to be this person and this one original thing. I yeah. don't believe in that. I I believe in like oh, as many people that can get you know a hold of it, the more connecting it can be you know kind yeah. of thing the as in people are, should be able to have a part of it a piece of it just as much as the person that has the original art and also like definitely um because of like my dad and things i was also being like oh this is something that can be monetized do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so i had that business part being like Oh, and then it's something that can make money and mm. things. So I definitely thought about all those things. I feel like money definitely had a thing. Um, and, you know, the reasoning of why I got to that thought level, their yeah, thought point is because I don't believe in exclusivity. Mm. Like, just cause exclusivity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like demand should drive exclusivity, not... Oh, make this exclusive, you know, yeah. kind of thing, just because 
is exclusive. I don't really, I yeah. don't see the reasoning behind that. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I just really want to touch on something you mentioned a couple of times so far. Like, okay. um, you, you, you've, you've talked about, like, growing up mm-hmm. and feeling like you were the odd one or, like, different mm-hmm. from a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how did you handle this or how did you cope with this, um, you know, um, going through school? Because I, uh, mm-hmm. I know how difficult it could be if you are seen as you know not part of the fold like in primary mm-hmm. school or in secondary school it's it's mm-hmm. really tough so h- how were you able to cope during this you know uh part of your life mm-hmm. okay um my thing is that i should also be like i should caution myself when i say i felt odd because i feel like it could also majorly become a be a perception of what i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm saying like i did perceive myself odd do you know what I'm saying? Even if, like, okay. to today, like, people still... I am quite, like, a little odd. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's fine. I love it. Like, and stuff yeah. as in... I don't know as a kid if I was that odd. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, kind <laughs> of thing. Like, maybe it was my perception. I just felt like I... I always felt, like, in my bubble. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I was in my bubble. I was in my world. You know, as in, I think I still am today in my world in some way. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, and mm. stuff. So, in terms of, like, dealing with people and stuff like i've just always been that pleaser do you know what i'm saying that person that is always very nice to everybody or you know very like um always trying to please other people sacrifice mm. of myself so i hid myself under that you know um so i didn't it's not like people looked at me as something do you know what i'm saying or whatever because mm. like you wouldn't know me do you know what i'm saying like yeah. you wouldn't know what i'm battling because i would hide under my pleasingness and my like oh trying to just you know appease things do you know what i'm saying like um yeah. and stuff so people will not be very aware of that unless they really really try to get to know me which rarely people did anyways so how i coped with that was more being by myself you know I'll not try and be so much in the, you know, in the clique or anything. You, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'll be scared that somebody, I'll hurt somebody or somebody will hurt me. Like, I was quite, like, sensitive to those things, mm. like, and things. So yeah. I would just be in my own space. Also, like, I could also be writing or join in my own world. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I'll try to be a good student and everything. But, like, as I said, I'll just be in my own space. I can see people seeing me as like a loner, you know, kind of thing. It was like only like in like university that I was able to be more expressive and things. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I totally get you. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, okay. So um, back to like, like you know, Studio mm-hmm. Modi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember, I remember my introduction uh, to your blog. A friend introduced me to your blog. I think it was oh, back wow. in 2012, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, that was also my introduction to, like, contemporary arts made by, mm. you know, Nigerians of my mm. generation, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, prior to that, like, when I thought of, like, arts made in Nigeria, I'll think of, yeah. like, the great the legends, like... Yeah. yeah. No, not even uh, market seller. Like, I'll okay. think of, like, um, uh, like Ben, Ben oh. A1, if I, if I oh, refer okay. to yeah, yeah, right, yeah, or yeah. Bruce, or Nabrek oh, Bayer, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, so like I would think of those legends, and mm-hmm. I, 
it never occurred to me that young people, you know, of my generation were, you know, creating, you know, great art. So, like, me uh, being introduced to your blog back in the day, like, uh, was like, was very eye-opening, right? Okay. And it was actually through, you know, like, going through your blog post that mm. I discovered Caro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I think you guys had a collaboration or it's something a, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, how did you meet Carol? Like, was it, like, a coming together of oh like minds? Or how, how did that happen? Oh, my gosh. I actually don't remember. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Because it was actually really impactful to me, too. So, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm smiling as you're talking about Carol Because, like, he's actually, I think he's actually one of my favorite Nigerian, like, artists. Like, contemporary, you know, artists and stuff. Because yeah. he was a breath of fresh air. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is thinking more about mm us you know like now do you know what i'm saying yeah and what we're struggling with and stuff i really don't remember how i met him i can't think of how i met him but it was <laughs> definitely it was definitely from like minds because i actually really was telling him how i guess i i expressed my like maybe I, it wasn't like an exhibition or something and stuff and i was just like oh well like i just find his art so like refreshing and so like you know intellectual and mixed you know, like a fusion, like just mm-hmm. Nigerian, do you know what I'm saying, that is now and can relatable and things. Um, so it was definitely like from that, we used to meet up like maybe once a month or something and like just and share our ideas and things. Um, we wanted to even do like a huge collaboration and stuff, but I guess with times and stuff, we couldn't make it yeah. and things. But like, yeah, like um, it was just, it was really like minds and you know there's a certain thing that he said that, was, that made him like go into art was that i think he was like at a lecture or something and then one of the teachers or something said that everybody doesn't can't be a doctor or a lawyer and it was like yeah, yeah. like of course like <laughs> do you know what i'm saying and that's what made him like one of the things that made him like do what he was doing and things um yeah, you were just yeah. like minds, really, because I think we had similar ideas of what, what art should be and what we're trying to say. You know, we're talking about our lives or, like, what we know, you know, right now and, like, we're trying to say for something. Creation. Yeah, for creation's yeah. sake or, like, for yeah. maybe, like, monetary sake only because if you're thinking of monetary sake, you're only going to be trying to paint what somebody else wants you to paint yeah, instead of yeah. what's to paint you, you paint or create something that is lacking, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, it was yeah. like mine, like mine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually had Caro on, um, like an older episode of oh, the okay. podcast, right? Yeah, and I remember he actually mentioned uh, mm. what you just talked about. Uh, oh. If I remember correctly, it was mm. um, he was at some church service, right? And mm. the preacher, okay. or the pastor said, uh-huh. you know, it was the same. Yeah, you know, everyone it has to be like a doctor, a lawyer, so, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Carrie's a good person. Okay, so um, do you think uh, there's been a lot of progress as regards how artists can monetize their art in Nigeria, you know, without, go, without necessarily having to go through the gallery system? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, the social media, which really helps people like mm. have their own unique voice and able to show millions of people what they are capable of and they can mm. you know monetize on that and things so i don't yeah. think galleries are the only you know 
places even if there are even more galleries now like places like relay that mm. are like focusing on young contemporary artists and stuff which is really good because it's really like you know brought people other people to light and stuff i don't think yeah with the internet now the possibilities are more or less like endless Mm. Um, mm. people are able to find different ways of creating art mm. and making, you know, money from it. Okay, so I want to talk about the business a little bit, right? Um, okay. Yeah, so how important is ownership to you? Because mm. thinking of, um, I, I was thinking back to some of the stuff I've watched you do from your solo exhibitions, uh, you know, uh, making the phone cases and the skins mm -hmm. like one thing that one common thread is that you more times than not if not every time you cut out the middleman right mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. it's one middleman yeah so like um you have like you own your own gallery like oh, you own the studio okay. of modern gallery mm -hmm. when you were selling when you're making your cases and the skins mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know you're selling it direct to the consumer via your um, web mm. store so looking at all those things that you've done prior mm. like it, mm. it, one thing one common thread is that you know you always try to i don't know if it's conscious right but you mm. always kind of like take out the middleman and you know and interact or sell directly to your mm. to your um to your market or mm. to your consumer mm. so is that is that deliberate mm, no it's not deliberate um it, i feel like it was even a mistake partly a mistake. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was, like, great that, you know, I took up all that, like, responsibility because it slowed me down. You know, it oh, okay. helped, it, it, like, pretty much crashed me, like, um, oh, wow. because, like, I was doing, I was handling too many things. I was a business person, admin, creative, marketing, seller, you know, like, mm. everything. Even the gallery, I think it was even like a big mistake that I did that, mm. like and stuff. But as with mistakes, you you learn from it and stuff. Um, mm. So it was not deliberate. It, I just was making sense in my head, you know. But as in, if we talk about like business, like structures and stuff, I don't think it was the best move for me. Why I say that because it was a lot of money. Even though they are all beautiful things I created, it wasn't sustainable, mm. you know, kind of thing. And I don't think I grew organically to sustain it, you know, mm. sustain that thing. So that's why, like, now it's, like, you know, kind of shut down a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't use it that much anymore because I've now, like, seen that I was doing so many things at the same time. Mm. So for me, the only good thing I would say was of the deliberate, not even deliberate, but selling directly to the customer. Yeah, because I had the product, so I could just give them, you know what I'm saying, like, and stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. And I also used to sell at Terraculture and stuff. I found, like, stockists and things, which you used to sell in Terraculture. I still used to sell in Grey Velvet. And Grey Velvet used yeah. to still ask me to today, like, oh, do you have any, like, his stuff. I think it's good to have people that are already doing that thing well. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> and mm -hmm. give it to them to sort mm -hmm. out than you trying to, you know, deal with all those things. At least at first, mm -hmm. when you're like now, you know, on the roll and having the big demand, do you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. you, you need to sustain those things. Then you can now 
bring that organically and stuff. So I would even say it was a mistake and stuff to do those so many things and do it all on my own. You know, there are so many different sides to this because like there are times when, you know, I pay people to help me market and they did useless stuff. Mm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And there are times, so in those times I'll have to like do it myself and I did it better, you know, and I didn't need to spend money on that. So I guess we, you just need to be careful how you use, why you're doing the things that you're doing. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? And does it make sense? you know, mm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, mm. I, I get you. I, mm. I, I totally understand what you're mm. saying. Um, yeah. And, but then again, like, mm. you know, sometimes it's uh, difficult to entrust your brand to yeah. someone else who you're not quite sure how they're exactly. going to handle it or yeah. present it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a tricky one. So any, any short-term plans of, you know, bringing back the gallery or the studio um i don't like before covid it wasn't really operational so Mm. it's not like oh it's anything how it was has anything to do with um coronavirus it doesn't have anything to do with coronavirus and stuff my thing was more i guess we've not really talked about all the things that i've done and i do do you get what i'm saying Mm. i've done yes i've done so i paint i also did like research like cultural research i did like so i discovered and curated this exhibition about palm wine other local drinks yeah, yeah i was gonna did... get into that uh, oh, okay but... okay yeah yeah so yeah. sorry uh, okay so yeah so the coronavirus has not really affected anything like so mm. it's just because i am working on i'm focusing on one thing now and that's what the focus is and i can't mm. think about the studio as oh, okay. I am doing that as well. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, so you opened the yeah. Studio Model Gallery in yeah. uh, 2015, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. And you had some very interesting exhibitions since then, right? Um, yes. I particularly enjoyed the one about fabrics and dyes, right? Okay. okay. And. I also love the one about palm wine because that, mm-hmm. that was, you know, I, I didn't see that one coming at all. And, <laughs> you know, like, and one thing I really love about um, your exhibitions, right, mm-hmm. is the amount of work and research, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I think I, uh, for the fabrics and Probably. dye exhibition, like, I remember mm-hmm. I remember the videos because mm-hmm. you, you went across the country, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, same thing with the, with the palm wine, right? So mm-hmm. walk me through how you would typically settle on a project or like an exhibition to execute or like, you know, how do you choose one thing to, one idea to execute? That's the hard one. I am somebody very fascinated by everything. (laughs) But like, so how I started with, uh, I think it's more the stumbling on stuff. And then opening, looking at it and, oh, looking deeper and like, oh, I can, this is so interesting and everything. So I feel like I'm just fascinated by everything. So to say how I, you know, did this particularly, I don't know. Okay, maybe it's more, I guess I should start with how, why that thing started. Mm. (laughs) You know, those cultural exhibitions started. Because I was frustrated with this idea that we have to go abroad to get things do you know what i'm saying like 
people's like, oh, if they're going to London or anything, they will go and get clothes or, you know, go shopping or whatever or get stuff. And I was just like, we definitely have stuff here. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but, you know, we don't know what we have. I don't know what we yeah. even have. So it was actually for selfish reasons. I started, like, looking through those things. So I don't know what got me exactly with palm wine but i was like oh what drinks do we have do you know what i'm saying and then i started to discover we have you know there are different types of palm wine there's different types of you know what drinks do we make here do you know what i'm saying i started looking at broco to pito like all these things mm. i was like uh, uh, we have all these things do people know about this no okay i guess i could create an exhibition about it like do you know what i'm saying and stuff. Mm. so that's how like i have this thing of i love knowledge and i love to share it you know, how I like to share things is the most, like, the simplest, most interesting way I can. It's yeah. very interesting to me. I think that's how people now remember things and they'll take that and do something with it. You need to make things interesting and connect with people. So I'm very interested in sharing knowledge. And I think it strokes my ego when I'm like, oh, I did this. I showed you this, whatever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, yeah so that's where... <laughs> it came from like the palm wine thing and then the next thing was like okay um honestly like i guess even the palm wine thing was like a gimmicky one for people to mm. because people will ah, alcohol gimmicky like something <laughs> that whatever because truly like i'm more fascinated with the fabric you know <laughs> like, yeah. like because it, it really like goes into your culture and you know stuff like that so even like oh i don't want to make why can't i make my clothes here so I started like looking deeper and I like going to the roots, like the roots mm. of it. So even when I was like, oh, fabric, dyes, people are saying um, Adire. I said that it's not only Adire that's, you yeah. know, is, yeah. as in I'm looking for how, how do you even make clothes? Yeah. Okay, you get it from cotton, is it plants, is whatever. So you now like, oh, how do you make it from cotton to fabric and stuff? And oh, yeah. how would you color that, you know, color fabric and things like that so and then from that like even the palm wine one was mm. more like you know you you're like i would even ask the question oh why does it have to be calabash mm. do you know what i'm saying like i'll ask those questions and stuff and that's what even got me into like oh i need to go and research on clay so mm. the next exhibition after that was supposed to be clay so stuff like that like it just yeah. you know it involves organically like it's just with questions i'm just asking questions and then they're coming at me and then i'm like oh what can i discover in this section and stuff yeah yeah it's kind of like a rabbit hole yes exactly (laughs) i always have so many rabbit holes i'm going into (laughs) okay Mm. i like to think of myself as a creative person and i also know Mm. a lot of creative people right Mm -hmm. and i know being a creative person more times than not kind of takes a toll on one's mental health, right? A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but more times than not, it does, right? Mm -hmm. So how important is mental health to you? And like, what's your typical self-care routine? Uh, Like for some, for instance, some people just kind of like tune out and, you know, just get very introspective and just focus on themselves for like maybe a week. Mm. You know, what's your your self-care routine when you need to like recharge mentally? Um, I guess I typically would take a holiday, like, because I really like traveling and stuff. So I typically would 
just go somewhere for a few weeks and come back and things. Also, like, I've been trying to, you know, I think this is a trend now or something, like, meditate. Mm. <laughs> and things, like, uh, so I try and do that and things. My thing is that, I think, for me, this is a longer story, like, because um, I think I've just created a lifestyle now and a mental space mm. to deal with that. Because, like, three years ago or something, I feel like I had, like, a mental, like, breakdown or whatever. Like, okay. not breakdown. When you say breakdown, I feel like, oh, I'm just, like, completely... It was bad, but it wasn't, like, that dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I understand. So, with that, so I was like, oh, I'm going to take a year and just, like, disappear. You get what mm. I'm saying? Like, and stuff. So, with that, I started being like, okay, so what does Mode want? You mm. know, kind of thing. And... Mm. I then discovered that when you look at that, when you look into yourself, like in the sense of what you want, uh, it helps you like get more centered and more, um, you're more mentally stable. Do you get what I'm saying? So I don't think I have like a routine now. Like my whole li lifestyle is a self-care routine at this moment and stuff, because I've now realized that if I'm okay, then everything will be better. Like, everything else will follow. When I was even, like, younger and stuff, I used to think that, oh, if I'm feeling, like, bad or something, that's where I get my best creativity. But I think that's really, like, a toxic thing. So if you understand mentally, you know, how to react to the world or act upon the world, you will be better. Do you know what I'm saying? You will not need a oh a vacation or whatever that even though like oh i like taking vacations and stuff but not in the need of oh i'm trying to de-stress or trying to keep my mm. like creativity and stuff like that no like and so if you are okay every day like in the way yeah. that you are you will be fine like you you won't need that oh I'm exhausted or something. The fact that yeah. you get mentally exhausted because you're just not been taking care of yourself each day, every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry, it's not like a, no, no. It's not like a no, one no. thing. It's more of the idea, like, you need to, like, yeah. fix, you know, your mental space, your yeah. mentality to a point that you can be okay. Like, you yeah. can deal with things as they come because things are yeah. always going to come. Like every time, every day. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. So, like, basically, what you're saying is self care is not something you make out time to do, right? So, yeah. like, it's a continuous thing. Like, you should exactly. always be taking care of yourself. Exactly, exactly, right? exactly what I'm I'm saying. So it's like, I'm, I'll just give you like an example with this thing of like. I don't want it to be so heavy, but I, the only thing I can think about is this Black Lives Matter thing or whatever and how people are so yeah. stressed about it and everything. Like, yeah. I've gotten, I'm getting to a place that it's not, it's not stressful to me because all people are doing are reacting to a problem. Hmm. It's, the problem is not the reaction. It's the, the problem is an action. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't just react to that and think that that's what will solve it. It's not going to solve it that way, you know, kind of thing. So you have to look beyond what is happening, beyond, oh, people should do this. People should, when you stop expecting things, you know, you become more like resilient and just be with yourself.
yeah so it's just being in tune with yourself and you know the way you see things uh is what will really help you Mm. yeah Mm. that's what i think yeah yeah that's that's uh that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so um, earlier you talked about uh, you writing poet, like you writing first before you started creating like visual arts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's funny that you should mention that because I really, 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 really love your poetry. There's one particular one I really like. Um, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I found it. So mm-hmm. um, it's titled the woes of creativity, right? Mm. And I'm going to read it out. Mm-hmm. Um, he swore that he wouldn't let his own child ever become an artist, as if people who are artists would rather not be one. Yes, we want to be looked at as overglorified, on serious brokers, get a real job peasant. It's enjoyable to be looked at in pity, as people say, do people even buy art, right? I don't know if you remember writing this. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, so, like, to mm-hmm. me, it's so, it's so, it, like, it's, it hits right on the nose because, mm-hmm. like, this is, this is, um, I've been around a lot of, uh, like, creative, like, a lot yeah. of visual artists and mm-hmm. and, and this is, um, this is truly how, like, a huge chunk of, like, society, yeah. you know, look yeah. at them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I get that phrase a lot. Like, people mm-hmm. say, oh, do people even buy but, art? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, has this been your experience? Like, you know, um, you, you said earlier that your parents were totally supportive of, mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, you being a creative person, going mm-hmm, to the arts. Mm-hmm. But like, that's one thing then. What's been your experience mm-hmm. with like the society, like the larger society? Like do people, do you get this kind of interactions? Oh, definitely. I, I guess let me start with this. Like, I remember when I was posting these poems and stuff and somebody was commented and said that, I'm wondering where you get your, like, how you, they would like to know where I get my inspiration from. I was just like, mm. it's literally from my life. There's no, like, I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. What you're seeing has happened to me. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. it was the person that wrote th- that, that even stemmed from was like my uncle, mm. was one of my uncles mm. and stuff. He was like, ah, I won't let his, uh, his you know, his child be an artist and stuff as if like we like so for me i just found it funny like i was just like as if it's the person that oh they would love to be you know asked multiple times if you're making money looking at you mm. pity like like i'll just take it so that's what was making me think and i was just like yeah like continuously like that's why like it's always difficult for me to i always don't want to tell people what i do like because they they always will look at me in some way, you know. It's like mm. oh, and they start asking you questions. So it's so it's almost like oh, that's cute, you know, kind of thing, yeah. you know, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like uh, yeah. So definitely, um, it's from my experience, hundred percent, and um, and yeah, I deal with that how it is, and I have to create, like I have to, yeah. That, that's that's one thing like a mm. lot of um creative people and visual mm. like a lot of artists i know mm. have to contend mm. contend with mm. yeah, and i can imagine like mm. get really annoying you know yeah. how would someone yeah. yeah okay so um so you're currently working on something which mm. um i know i know you started a while back okay, yeah. i think you just got back to it. yeah mm-hmm. so tell me about the jan project okay so <laughs> the jan project has been going on since like uh 2010 
it's like almost it's like yeah. 10 29 2009 actually so yeah i've been working on a comic for like on and off share for the past 10 plus years and things and i think i published it first around 2014 um yeah. and then because yeah. I remember, sorry to butt in, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember we met some at some event, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you came up to me, you're really excited. You said, Oh, there's something you're working on, you, you know, you had to show me something on your oh. iPad. Oh. You showed me the giant comic, yeah? Wow. Yeah, 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 I remember, I remember that was 2014 or 2016, yeah. I'm not quite sure anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, okay. forgive me, keep going. No, keep going. no, I'm just even fascinated that I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, you were. I didn't see you that excited before. Oh, wow, cool. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I started it. Um, it didn't work out like I thought it would. I couldn't, like, keep up with the, co like, continuously, like, putting out more mm -hmm. strips. So I kind of stopped and focused on other things, you know, and then I've now come back to it, like <laughs> to it, and okay. it's premiering this in a few weeks, in like two weeks or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um. So how, how did you come up with the idea? Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed like mm -hmm. the initial run or the earlier run. run like, yeah. You know those characters took on the life of their own. Like, mm -hmm. so how did you come up with the idea? Um. It came from like not wanting to watch TV like american tv like i was in when i was in the states like studying the states and stuff i saw that like american tv is quite toxic you know they're always selling you drugs call your doctors mm. whatever like i didn't like the even the you know the tv shows they were so idealized and stuff and you know very beautiful cliche things and stuff like that and i felt that it was getting to me to my mind mm. to my mental like i'm putting all this junk in my head and stuff so yeah. i was just like okay i'm going to stop watching television which is a good it's been good because i haven't really watched tv in like years like mm. even though like i watch netflix and stuff i choose what i watch but not like oh i'm watching binging on tv and things but like sorry yeah. i digress so with no, that no, i want i always feel like oh i need to replace it with something so that i don't go back and then i yeah. thought about like a childhood memory that i had like like a fun memory. I liked reading comics, like Archie comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking that, oh, like, I bet I can find something like that on the internet. So um, I was now looking around and I discovered the world of like web comics, comics on the, on, you know, on the internet and stuff. I didn't know that existed and stuff. And I like, like rummaged sites and things and I discovered like, um, these two mm -hmm. comics in particular, it's called, one was Questionable Content and the other was Real Life Comics, which Real Life Comics, I don't really read, I don't, actually don't read anymore, but Questionable Content, I read one, you know, time again, like, you know, hit or miss sometimes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the character, like, I liked the fact that it was slice of life. Like, what I mean by slice of life is like, is everyday living, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And just talking about relationships and stuff like that so i was just like uh, uh like why is there a nigerian one like this like why is there like because why i didn't i didn't see any like you know nigerian or anything like black or whatever you know thing yeah. and so i was just like um why don't i just create one Ugh, it should be easy mm. 
<laughs> I was so <laughs> wrong <Yeah>. about how, <laughs> how difficult and how, like, you know, things. So I yeah. was just like, oh, like, you know, something that we don't talk about, like, you don't really hear about is, like, um, people in, you know, uni life, Nigerians in uni life. And I didn't want to tell stories about uni life in America, like, in where I was, because I feel like it was too niche. If I was going to tell that story, it would be more, oh, my experience, you know, kind of thing. I wouldn't mm. want to tell, like, a bunch of Nigerians in San Francisco. Like, it's not that whatever. So I was like, okay, yeah. England. England is the best, you know, there's a lot of culture of Nigeria and England, you know, university yeah. life and stuff like that. So that's what made me, like, think about doing it in England and stuff. And then I created ca different characters that I could, like, that could evolve and talk like yeah. um, the thing about like what I don't like in stories are like cliche or two dimensional characters. So I find that people time and time again, when they hear about, they read Janda things, they're, they're very connected with the characters because they believe they are real people and things. People have mm -hmm. asked me, Oh, did I like, is it an actual person? Is Shade or whatever? That yeah. I'm like, no, they're not actual people. Just, you know, <laughs> just yeah. people, you know, that I created, like, do you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. they can be, you know, you can connect with them and stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's how it started, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I think um, one of the things that I loved about, like, the earlier mm -hmm. version or the earlier mm -hmm. run was, was how, like you said, how three-dimensional the characters mm -hmm. were. Yeah. You know, and I, I too, like at some point, mm. I was thinking, man, I'm sure, I'm sure, Mode is uh, like modeling these characters based <laughs> off of some people that she knows. Yeah. Like yeah. these are probably her friends, you know, because they were, yeah. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine mm. that characters that were mm. that varied were coming from one mind, right. you know, oh, like thanks. you know. Thank you. So I, I felt okay. Yeah. We were probably this is probably one of Mode's friends, Maybe. and you know. Yeah. As in, well, of it's, course, it's I, awesome. I take, ex, you know, people's experiences, my experiences, and mold yeah, them into yeah. these characters. But to say somebody is this person or that person is not, you know, they aren't yeah, this yeah. person. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought, there yeah. are definitely parts of me in all the characters and stuff, which mm. I guess this is why I'm not bored of them or, you know, kind of things after mm. like 10 years. Because they're still like mm. fascinating to me because they mm. keep on evolving as I keep on telling mm. the story and I keep on writing their story and stuff. Because I actually mm. even, they've taken a life of their own for me. I know this sounds weird, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I actually kind of believe they're real people, even though they're not. <laughs> like, they are saying, because I even talk, it's like, yeah. oh, people can ask me things. I'm like, oh, Shadi hasn't told me what she likes. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, you are the person, right? I'm like, seriously, like, <laughs> She hasn't told me yet oh, when she tells word. me. Like, it's like, it's weird. But I actually believe that there are <laughs> these people that they will, they will come to me or they'll tell, they'll say things yeah. or whatever. And then I create it. Oh, like, yeah. stuff. So, so I really do enjoy, like, writing them. And, you know, that's why I say, like, yeah. I'm a writer. Like, more yeah. of a writer than, um, I'm a story, like, I do storytelling and stuff, like, huh. more um, in my, um, creativity and stuff that mm. um yeah so i published it in 2014 and it's where like i guess we sh i can talk about the struggles of it like i couldn't mm. like keep up with doing that 
plus my cases, plus exhibitions, mm. plus admin, mm. plus, you, you know, all these things. I couldn't do it at the same time. So I really struggled and I couldn't mm. keep up with, you know, consistency and stuff. Um, so I had mm. to kind of stop. So now I'm starting again. I want to relaunch mm. this, you know, um, September, any of September okay. with like just um, so it'll be like five days a week, every weekday for, um, mm. from September to June of comics. Wow. Um, every, as the, yes. Every, every weekday. Every weekday. Every week, every yes. month. Yes. That's a lot of content. That's a lot yes, of. Uh, exactly. So, and that'll be season one. Then it will start again. The plan is to start again September next year. So I'll have a two month break. Then okay. again you know, okay. season two. And that's how I think I can manage, you know, doing it mm. more consistently yeah. and stuff. Like, so that, so, yeah. Sounds like a full-time gig. Yeah, it is. As in, I've been working <laughs> on it for the past two, three years. That's why also I've been quite very silent for the, the past mm. two, three years because I've just been concentrating on that, concentrating on mm. myself, you know, reflecting and stuff. So when you talk about self-care, I think you need to step mm. back as well and really think, reflect on what you, what's important and what you need yeah. for yourself so that then yeah. you are able to withstand, you know, other things and stuff like that, the external mm. things and stuff. So, so even with this premiere and stuff, I look at it as like a journey, you know, mm. a new journey that I'm going to go through and see how that is and things. So, Okay, yeah. um, so one more thing, um, like the the comic, how are people going to be able to get it? Is it going to be on the web? Oh um, yeah, print. It's on the um, web. It's on the web. Like it's okay. on it's jancomic.com. Um, the things that there'll be uh for a month, for one month it'll be like free, but then mm. you just buy the season for five k. And that's okay. it, like gems, and then you have mm -hmm. it all through and stuff like that. Because like when I also tried to do it for free, I struggled because I also have to uh, pay for the person that does my coloring yeah. um, and background. So I I'm not able to just freely like you know. So I, I kept on. Yeah. So I I struggled with that as well, and I I'm not waiting for advertisements to try and come and advertise on my I don't even like advertisements and stuff so yeah. um, I don't want to be at the back on call of a sponsor saying that you mu I must put you in this thing like put it whatever yeah. so yeah. I just want to be so when you I remember you were asking me about being direct with my customers like my primary yeah. thing yes like the cases and stuff like the product I would love the product to be di as direct as I can to the customer do you know what I'm saying? And stuff. Mm -hmm. But as a, if that's the easiest way to do it, I will do that. Um, so for this one, it seems like it's the simplest way. I don't know. Um, only time will tell if it's like the most effective. Uh, because like mm -hmm. the problem with Jand is that it's not something that has been done. So when, you know, yeah. I try to talk to, if you try and talk to a publisher or something, they're just going to be like, who are you like damn thing this has yeah you know yeah. kind of thing so i even remember talking to a publisher here in nigeria and it was 
it didn't like they didn't even know what they were talking about like do you know what I'm saying? they didn't even how do i say they didn't they were asking me for marketing whatever and i was like uh-uh, you guys are the one you know kind of thing like it got to mm. a point that you're just like okay there are certain things you just have to do by yourself and hope yeah. that people will listen and stuff like that so yeah it's going to be on and of course like i don't i i prefer like you know websites you know because that's the thing that inspired me anyways and that's how i even got into web like comics here now because mm-hmm. like i was able to just google it or whatever and find stuff so i think people should have that access to be able mm-hmm. to just come and see it you know from mm-hmm. anywhere and things like that so i don't want it to yeah. be like oh a book and then they have to you know go and try and find yeah. how to get this book and, you know, uh, and stuff like that. I, even though yeah. my sister keeps on being like, ah, well, you have to create a book one day and give me, even if, like, I'm just like, okay, right, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But um, I definitely think, like, I'm very into accessibility as much as I can, you know. Um, yeah. I don't want um, things to disturb people from seeing it as much as I can. I'm able to do that. Yeah. Well, um, I for one, like mainly I saw mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. I saw the Instagram page for John Comic. Mm-hmm. I just followed him mainly because oh, I was excited. Wow. I was like, ah man, like I want to see what Shade is up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking in my head, is it like a continuation yeah. from like mm-hmm. four, five, you know, six years mm-hmm. back? You know, will Shade oh. have a kid now? Oh. Should, <laughs> no, it's it's a restarting again. So I'm yeah, starting I get, again, I get, but I then get. there will be so much more content now, like. You'll you'll now flow a lot more and you'll yeah. you'll see what's going on next, 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 like complete yeah. like well, so people know. And I'm even very like touched and um surprised that people remember it and I was like like because it's been five years or something. So it's like I'm just like yeah. what? Like you remember Shade, you remember Ify, you remember these people, like you remember yeah. what was going on? This is like so like interesting like i'm just like wow that i definitely have something here and i should definitely like you know show um share it with people and stuff and um finish it yeah yeah, and be you know done like yeah (laughs) yeah um, trust me i'm 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 very excited like um yeah you can take my money already (laughs) just give me the whole season yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, take yeah. my money already. <laughs> okay. Um. So, so last thing, like, yeah. um, long, you know, long term, like, mm-hmm. are you going to? Are you looking or are you thinking mm-hmm. of animating like the giant uh, comic? Yeah, but always says that. Look, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say no because, like, if just if things align, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. For yeah. me, the most important thing is completing the story and having the yeah. story out. When that is done, you know, I and if I, you know, I'm now being like, okay, maybe I want to, because I studied animation anyway, so people, it's not like yeah, I... Exactly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, as in, it's not like a far-fetched thing to mm. be like, oh, animation and stuff, but like... Mm. Uh, uh, like I said, because I did so many things before, like I need to like zoom on one thing and be like, oh, let me just do the comic and stuff. Because um, with animation, you need people now. Do you know what I'm saying? You need a lot of people mm-hmm. to, you yeah. know, create that. 
So that's a, another yeah. hurdle and stuff like that. So yeah, it would be really nice to have them come to life. Mm. Um, but let's see. Like we'll see if like that happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you, Modi. Um, you have no idea how much I've enjoyed this conversation. Right? Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you once again for making our time. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for You're asking welcome. me. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Hey, thank you for taking time out to listen, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can stay on top of new episodes by hitting the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from and by also following the podcast on Instagram at Podcast. My name is Kelo and you can find me on Instagram at K-E-L-O-O-K-K. That's K-E-L-O-O-K. Until next week, keep pushing. <laughs>